Time now for this week's Anderson Healy Show. Powered by Elevation, the Sun Devil's preferred home energy technology company. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show, the Sun Devil Radio Network program that gets you caught up on all the latest news and notes from the realm of Arizona State's Sun Devil Sports and features ASU Vice President for University Athletics, Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball, and it's my pleasure to serve as your host each week, along with Ray Anderson. Ray, good to visit with you once again. Likewise, Tim. Always a pleasure. Good to visit with you, and uh, big week coming up, so might as well get talking about it. And we're going to have some guests to talk to on this show this week, two of them, in fact, great guests indeed, Arizona State Head women's golf coach Missy Farquay will drop by a little bit later to update us on her 22-23 Sun Devil squad. And in addition, we will introduce you to Arizona State's new head softball coach as one-time Notre Dame star, one-time Ball State head coach, and former University of Texas assistant Megan Bartlett will visit with us a little bit later on in the show to preview her first Sun Devil team. But we begin, as we generally do this time of year, with football. And the debut of the Sean Aguano era of Arizona State football did not have a happy ending this past Saturday night, though Coach Aguano's team played hard and competed from start to finish. The Sun Devils nonetheless fell to defending Pac-12 champion Utah 34-13 last Saturday night at Sun Devil Stadium's Frank Cush Field. The effort and energy were clearly there, but in the end, as Longtime former Texas head football coach Daryl Royal once said, it's not about the X's and O's, it's all about the Johnnies and the Joes, simply meaning that it generally comes down to talent, Ray, and Utah has a talent in abundance. They dominated the game 465 yards to ASU's 267, holding the Sun Devil's strong ground game to just six rushing yards Saturday night. What was your overview of uh, the debut of the Sean Aguano era? Well, certainly what you wanted to see is uh, uh, elevated energy, urgency, uh, excitement, uh, hustle, uh, et cetera. And I think you certainly saw an upgrade in that, Tim, because they did uh, fight from, from, from start to finish. I really believe they did. Uh, but you also said very clearly, uh, Utah is a, a, an unbelievable program, 18-year head coach uh, with a lot of familiarity of the program, including two of his brothers, uh, that have been there with him side by side, one on special teams and offense, the other on defense. So, you know, Kyle's got it going there pretty good in terms of 18 years of a system and a process uh, in folks who can drive home what they're trying to accomplish. They're, 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 they're rated top 13 in the country and always uh, seem to be a top 25 team since I've been here for a reason. And so, they didn't come out here uh, to be surprised very clearly. They came out here prepared, and they got great talent, and they're mature, uh, and they get after it. Uh, and so uh, we played harder. Uh, we showed more energy. Uh, but beating a Kyle Willingham team, uh, a Utah team, uh, on four days of practice with a new head coach and, and, and uh, the new changes uh, would have been marvelous, but it was also a very long shot. We knew that. The thing you want to see is the carryover to this week into the SC game. Uh, what's the energy? What's the buzz? What are the adjustments? What is the uh, uh, mood of the team now going on the road uh, with our new show? 
That's what we're looking to see this week, Tim. There were some encouraging signs in last week's game other than the intangibles that Ray talked about. Three Sun Devil players on defense posted 12 or more tackles. Safety Corey Bethley, the transfer from Hawaii, had 14 tackles in Saturday's game, while uh, Nesta Jade Silvera, defensive lineman, and linebacker Kyle Soley each had 12 tackles. That is a remarkable total for an interior defensive lineman, 12 for Nesta Jade Silvera. And as for Kyle Soley, he now ranks fifth in the nation this season with his 51 total tackles on the year. And then on offense, Ray, Elijah Badger continues to emerge as a top go-to threat in the Sun Devil passing game. He had five receptions for 76 yards against the Utes and now has caught 18 passes over the last three games. Yes, the defensive players you mentioned, uh, Nesta and then uh, 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 Kyle, continue to have really, really strong games. Excuse the phone, guys. Let me get this out. (laughs) (laughs) We are uh, recording virtually, uh, as our fans will know, Tim. Sorry about the phone. That's right. And then certainly uh, Elijah continues to uh, show uh, his potential. Uh, he's, he's making some big plays at big times. So uh, I think you see that improvement, and that was exciting. And it's going to be, uh, as Ray mentioned, a challenging task again this week as the Sun Devils head to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum to take on the sixth-ranked USC Trojans. That game will kick off at 7.30 Saturday night, Arizona time, and our Sun Devil Radio Network coverage will begin at 5 p.m., with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show hosted by Jeff Munn. And then uh, Kevin Turner and Jeff Van Raphorst will join me for the call of the game at approximately 7.30. But, boy, you look at the Pac-12 this year, Ray, there are no easy outs, are there? No easy outs, uh, Tim. You talk about uh, parity to a degree, and certainly uh, uh, there's some top four or five teams here uh, that are are really playing well, uh, but no one – in this conference is an easy out uh, this year. No one, including ourselves, by the way. Uh, and we'll, we'll, I think we'll uh, show that we're going to fight. We're going to be there. Uh, and nobody's going to show up thinking anybody's going to roll over. It's excitement of the conference. There's some good teams. By the way, we now know the kickoff time for the Sun Devils' next home game, which will be on Hall of Fame weekend on Saturday, October 8th, against, guess what, another nationally ranked Pac-12 opponent, the Sun Devils' October 8th matchup against the number 15 Washington Huskies with one of the nation's most explosive offenses through four games. That contest, Ray, will kick off at 1 p.m. Arizona time on Saturday afternoon, October 8th. It could be a fairly toasty one for those Huskies from Seattle when they come down here a week from this uh, Saturday? Well, certainly, you know, one game at a time, we'll play USC first. But then as you look forward to the following week, yes, uh, we hope it's still October heat here uh, in the desert. Uh, But, you know, we're excited about playing in the afternoon. Uh, The more traditional time slot for the country is noon or 1 o'clock. And so it'll be fun to uh, get an early start, uh, get our fans out here early uh, tailgating with brunch, I suppose. Uh, and then being able to join, uh, uh, hopefully, a, a great afternoon game uh, and then get off to some evening activities. We, we don't do that much around here. And so I think people are excited for the change. I know uh, we should be. should be fun. Be a lot of uh, yes. 
uh, a lot of uh, energy in this place. Again, a 1 p.m. kickoff for next week's game with Washington. The uh, game against USC this Saturday kicks at 7.30. Ray, before we leave the subject of football, I'm wondering if you have any update for our fans and listeners relative to the search process to find Arizona State's new permanent head coach. Any decisions yet as to how that search will be conducted? No, still to be determined. Uh, We're early in the process, and very frankly, uh, our full focus is on this team and this uh, 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 Coach Iguano-led team. Uh, and so that will be uh, uh, stuff that uh, we'll get to more formally as we go down the line. Uh, at the same time, Tim, uh, uh, I can assure you uh, we've had uh, a lot of inquiry uh, about the position uh, from coaches and agents and search firms. So, Uh, We'll figure all that out later, but uh, we had projected that there would be a lot of interest uh, in this position, Uh, and that is uh, being borne out by the early inquiries and uh, information we're being sent. Uh, But we're not uh, going public nor formal with anything because we are focused on the here and now and Sean Oguano and this team uh, that he's coaching and these, assist, and these assistant coaches and personnel and all the folks who are tied up in this program now, that's our focus. From Sun Devil Football, we shift gears now to talk about the other kind of football. The ASU soccer team will play its first two Pac-12 home matches this coming week. They'll host Cal uh, this coming Thursday night, September 29th, a 7 start at Sun Devil Soccer Stadium, and then 19th-ranked Stanford will come visiting on Sunday, October 2nd at 1 p.m. Coach Graham Winkworth's team is coming off a thrilling 3-2 win at Colorado this past Friday night in their conference opener in Boulder. Ava Van Dersen scored two goals, and the last of those two came with three seconds remaining in the match to give uh, Graham's team, Ray, a remarkably exciting 3-2 win. And Arizona State now undefeated on the season, five wins and two ties in seven games. Yes, uh, and, and Graham was in here this morning. We got a chance to visit, and he's excited about this team. Has been uh, literally uh, all summer, uh, and they're off to a very solid start. Uh, but now you go in conference with UCLA uh, and then uh, Stanford to follow on Sunday. Uh, but we're excited. This is a good team, and you know, you still got Nicole and you got, uh, by the way, that three goal with three seconds to go was uh, from fairly long distance uh, uh, and very exciting. So this is a good team. They're excited. We're looking forward to Thursday night and Sunday afternoon. Really uh, uh, encourage our fans to come out because uh, our soccer stadium is beautiful. Uh, the night should be uh, a good one. And UCLA is always tough. So it would be a fun matchup and our girls will be ready. Yeah, and uh, you feature the all-time leading goal scorer in uh, program history, Nicole Douglas, and a solid team around her. And again, uh, the uh, soccer team's Pac-12 home opener will be this Thursday night, September 29th. California visits a 7 p.m. start to the match at Sun Devil Soccer in Lacrosse Stadium. It was a terrific first weekend of competition for ASU's five-time defending national champion women's triathlon program. Coach Cliff English's team won both events in which it participated on back-to-back days over this past weekend in the state of Colorado. 
On Saturday, the Sun Devils took first place in the Oktoberfest Sprint Triathlon in Longmont, Colorado. Four ASU athletes finished in the top five at that event, with Sun Devil freshman Naomi Ruff winning the competition in a time of one hour, one minute, 57 seconds. Alex Corsol finished third. Freshman Heidi Urenkova was fourth. And Liberty Rica finished in fifth place. And then on Sunday, ASU won the inaugural Mile High Relay at the University of Denver with the Sun Devils A relay team of Naomi Ruff, Liberty Rica, and Amber Schliebusch crossing the finish line first. Heck of a weekend, huh? Yeah, that was a, a crowded weekend of great activity by Cliff English and our women's uh, triathlon team. Uh, and I understand that of the 14, uh, top 14, we had seven folks in the top 14 in addition to the ones that you mentioned in the top five, Tim. So, uh, And then go out the next day and do the relay format, uh, which is the first I've heard of the relay format. But it sounds very exciting. Yeah. And then, of course, our three uh, uh, top ladies go out there and pretty much uh, take it take it home with some ease, I understand. But this, this triathlon program under uh, uh, Coach English and Nicole Welling uh, is quite uh, impressive. Uh, and these young ladies, uh, they just come in and they're ready to go. Uh, and you know what? They're great students uh, to boot. And so you put that together and you got to be proud of this team. Yeah, they are tremendous academically. And uh, the next uh, activity up for triathlon will be the NCAA West National Qualifier that will take place in Stockton, Missouri on Saturday, October 15th. A big weekend coming up this weekend for Sun Devil Swimming and Diving. Coach Bob Bowman's seventh-ranked Arizona State men's swim team and the ASU women both will head to Athens, Georgia for a pair of season-opening meets against opponents from the Southeastern Conference. On Friday, September 30th, ASU will square off in the pool against the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, whose men's swim team is ranked 11th nationally. So you're going to have number seven against number 11 when the men compete in Athens this coming Friday. And then on Saturday, October 1st, Arizona State will stick around in Athens and take on another SEC team, the Missouri Tigers. Uh, Missouri's men's team is ranked 20th in the nation. So great competition, Ray, for uh, Bob Bowman's teams, particularly the men's team, to uh, get the season started. Yeah, you like coming out of the gate uh, with really good competition and swimming and diving. And so, uh, you know, Coach Bowman, they like to uh, get early with tough competition. So going back to Athens to uh, swim against Georgia and uh, uh, Missouri and uh, should be fun. Uh, But this is going to be another uh, really exciting uh, swimming and dive season, particularly, very frankly, with Leon Marchand uh, leading the way for Sun Devil Swimming. He's he's phenomenal, to be sure, and the overall roster uh, is stronger than it was last year, I'm told. So going to be exciting, men and women, Tim. Again, uh, two meets in Athens, Friday against Georgia, Saturday against Missouri. The Sun Devil women's golf team will hit the road early next week. They'll be competing at a tournament in the Chicago area. And coming up, we'll get a preview of that event and of the 22-23 Sun Devil women's golf team from head coach Missy Farquay. But first, let's take a timeout. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. 
Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Get your forks up, Sun Devil fans, because Bar S, the number one selling hot dog brand in America, is now a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. From hot dogs and sausages to bacon, ham, turkey, corn dogs, and more, Bar S offers an all-star lineup of delicious mealtime and game-time meat. Grab one of the new Bar S Sun Devil sausages next time you're at the stadium and head to your nearest grocery store to score some Bar S today. Bar S, a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Hey, it's Paul Calvisi, and if there's one thing all top teams have in common, it's consistent performance. And that's what you're going to find up and down the full lineup of Ford trucks and SUVs. From tailgating to towing, on the job or on vacation, Ford has the right vehicle for you with performance that never quits. See that full Ford lineup today. Just stop by your Arizona Ford dealers or visit buyfordnow.com. Proud partner of the ASU Sun Devils, Go Devils! We're back on the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is the weekly program that brings you all the latest news in Arizona State Sun Devil sports. Along with ASU Athletic Director Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy, the play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and we're glad you're with us this week. With one fall tournament already in the books, the Arizona State women's golf team will hit the links once again this coming week when the Sun Devils compete in the Windy City Classic at Exmoor Country Club in Highland Park, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. The tournament begins on Monday, October 3rd, and concludes the following day. With us this week to preview that tournament and to fill us in on her 2022-2023 Sun Devil team is the woman who's now in her eighth season as the head coach at her alma mater. She has been a part of three national championship teams at Arizona State, one as a player in 1990, one as an assistant coach in 2009, and in 2017 as ASU's head coach, she led their Devils to their best-in-the-nation eighth all-time NCAA championship. Always a pleasure to welcome our good friend Missy Farquay to the Anderson Healy Show. How you doing, Missy? It's been a while since we've connected. I know. It's great to, it's great to get an opportunity to talk to you and talk about uh, my team. It's awesome to, to get the season going again. And I know you have an exciting team. We want to touch on that in a moment. But first, how's your health doing? I'm sure all of our fans and listeners would be interested to know how you're feeling. You look terrific. Well, thank you. I'm feeling very well. I had uh, uh, my chemo port was taken out in June. God willing, my last surgery for a while. And uh, so I feel good and, you know, a little bit at a time. Got a couple post-chemo things that I have to handle. But other than that, I'm I'm doing great. I'm 100% and uh, just really excited to be back for, gosh, my eighth year. How fast did that is that going? Boy, and that's the truth. It's so great to hear that you're feeling well. And I would imagine coaching 18 to 23-year-old young women must bring a certain vitality and energy to your life. I know in my job, this, will, this is my 25th year as the radio voice at ASU, and when you're around 18 to 23-year-olds all the time, it really, to me, at least keeps you young at heart. How do you feel about that? I would agree. I would agree. You have to work. Uh, you have to work to be real to be re- stay relevant. Know what's going on. Pay attention to 
what they're interested in and how they view the world, which is always intriguing, especially now these days. But uh, I love it. It's um, and my youngest son is is uh, a freshman and in college, so he's the same age as uh, as my freshman on the team. So it's really interesting to have. I'm surrounded by that energy and that that age range. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet it is. Now, your team, as we mentioned in the intro, has already competed in one tournament so far, an eighth-place finish at the Annika Intercollegiate Event in Lake Elmo, Minnesota, a couple of weeks ago. Missy, what were some of your first impressions of your team in competition? Well, you know, we teed it up with two uh, rock star freshmen uh, from Europe that come with great resumes. And, uh, you know, they struggled a little bit, and I, you know – as the week went on and, and talking afterwards, I mean, they each had a good, a really good round, but um, they were really nervous and they played in major events. And hmm. uh, one of them, Paul's played in the Augusta National Women's Amateur twice and made the cut. And Beth has played all over Europe and, and won uh, Irish Amateur and was runner up in the, uh, in the British uh, junior a year ago. And so they played, they played in some, spectacular places but i think that sometimes the the weight of uh you know walking into our building with all these trophies and pictures and names sometimes can get a little bit heavy and i'm like okay you're here for a reason but just relax you can't go put let's let's make all of our goals and let's uh we'll put them put them in a box and then let's go let's go work every day to uh to accomplish some great things so i think they're settling in i think that they've got um they, we had to qualify. There's, we were back in some serious qualifying that uh, my returners haven't had to face in a while. And so everybody's having to step it up. We've got a lot of depth. And so I said to them yesterday, was, I'm nervous watching qualifying now. I haven't felt that in so long. You know, like, oh, God, you know, please, you know, let that stay in bounds or make that putt or whatever. <laughs> but um, I think that, you know, they're they're young and they're hungry and the returners you know, are prepared and, you know, Ashley many is really our leader and as a junior and uh, play, had a solid first tournament, top 20. So did Callan and Ross Holt. And um, so I think, I think everybody's starting to settle in a little bit and trying to, you know, manage everything and school and, and all that, you know, they're all business majors. They all wanted to go straight into WP carry. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> Wow. All right, that's great. You know, uh, this is a really hard business school, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. you know they they kind of um, you know they're like yeah 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 we know we know I'm like okay sure so now they're you know I'm <laughs> they're taking a break from studying from uh, practicing to go study so they're figuring out how to how to you know the joys of being a freshman and how to manage all of that but I love the youth and the the energy of this team and. Um, they they're all in early which is great so and the returners are having to play some really good golf and work hard to get back in the lineup again this coming week and you know i'm leaving a couple really good players at home so it's a it's a great problem so to speak for a coach Mm -hmm. sure is and boy it sounds like you have a great dynamic on your team and let's take a deeper dive into some of your players you mentioned ashley many a two-time all-american finished fourth in last year's NCAA championships at Greyhawk Golf Club in Scottsdale, the highest individual finish by a Sun Devil since Monica Vaughn won the medalist honors uh, at the NCAA championships back in 2017. What are your hopes 
expectations for Ashley this year? Has she become a leader or perhaps the leader of your team? I think I think Ashley's really become the leader of our team, and I think that it was something you know when I would kind of mention her first year or two, and uh, you know she had Olivia Mahaffey as her leader, you know for for a year, and I think she she just didn't see herself that way or that it was even possible. And uh, she's like, well, I don't have to worry about that. I've got Olivia. And I'm like, well, Olivia's, Olivia's going to move on here eventually. At some point, she's going to have to move to the next level. <laughs> and they all they all uh, all relied on Olivia Mahaffey, who was a fantastic leader and member of our team. But, um, you know, so you've got to have captains, but, you know, the leaders tend to be the best players on the team and, and to try to instill that um, – confidence in them that they can do it that uh you know i think the first time i took ashley to meet with donors or to sit be at an event where you know ray was at or dr crow and i thought she was just gonna you know say please don't make me talk to anybody and now you know she's the first person i take and um and she's uh you know she's a great local product graduated from xavier college prep and uh, the nuns did a great job with her, you know, my, my Xavier nuns that I'm a very proud uh, alumni of. But, um, you know, so Ashley's really come out of her shell and uh, she really uh, is she's a very she's a very calm leader. She's not a bossy person at all. So she's, you know, by example, or sometimes she'll be like, you know, coach, I think, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? So she uh, she has a very um, a very good nature to her. And, um, but she has very high goals. And so really the, the thing is to, and, and she's graduating in three years with her undergrad, uh, out of WP Carey and trying to figure out what her grad degree is going to look like for her fourth year of eligibility. So, um, very smart and very, uh, uh, sharp young lady. And so she's just, you know, everybody it's, 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 it's definitely been organic. She's kind of to that role. I mean, we kind of, we kind of gave her the bumper rails to move her into that position because I had a feeling that's where she was going to be. And, and, uh, and so now she's accepting it and embracing it. And it's been, it's really great to watch her mature. Uh, I wasn't sure that she said very much uh, in her, you know, her first semester here, but now she doesn't hesitate, you know, saying what she feels and speaking her mind. And so it's a beautiful thing really is. It's great to see young people develop like that. I've, I've had that experience from in my business, you know, with the athletes, football, basketball players as freshmen, you can't get three words out of them by the, sure. uh, and by their senior year, when you interview them, you can't shut them up. You know, right. you know it's like, right. it, it's really, really cool to watch yeah. young people blossom. And I imagine Callan Russell is probably in that process as well. This being her second year, uh, she's so talented. Is she your next uh, future All-American, do you think? Gosh, I hope so. You know, she's another one that I think that I think the biggest thing that I'm having to, you know, work with all of them on is to lower, not lower their goals, but help them manage their expectations and just focus on the process because they get a little ahead of themselves. And, um, you know, they want to they want to do so well, so badly, and they want to continue this amazing legacy and all the names and the pictures and you walk through our building, it's a little overwhelming, I think at times. And, um, and to, to really do, our goal is to encourage them 
to uh, live out their dreams and, and put the work in. And that's all you can do. You can't control everything. You can't control outcome. As hard as we try, as hard as, hard as I've tried for a super long time, you know, it's like if I just try a little hard, you know, a little harder and it's the actual, the opposite of that. So, um, you know, it's real, it's real important that, um, and Callan's another one and her mom is a national champion, uh, at Arizona state, one of my teammates. So I think, and we do not talk a lot about that because, uh, I think she puts enough pressure on herself that she doesn't need me to mention that, or it's very clear to me what she wants to do while she's here. And so, you know, my goal is to, uh, you know, Coach Shell and I, you know, we, we try to make practice as detailed as possible and work on the different things that we're trying to teach them and have them embrace that peace, embrace that, love the journey, love the, you know, the, the, the blood, sweat and tears, so to speak. And then, you know, and I, t- I put myself in this space too. I said, I, I've got to, you know, work on not worrying about the outcome or thinking about it. And, uh, and so I'm working on that as well. You know, it's easy to get caught up in that um, as well. So, you know, that's really our goal this year is to is to embrace the daily grind. And they're they're humble and they're hungry. And, you know, I think that I think that this team can achieve great things if we just focus on one day at a time. Seems like a lot of what you said could resonate with people in all different walks of life. I was just listening to you talk and thinking how it could apply in, in my day-to-day work, in my profession. And uh, it was the, the pretty profound stuff, but I think it really does apply all up and down the line, doesn't it? Well, absolutely. And I, you know, try to, I try to, uh, you know, they say you got to practice what you preach. So, um, and sometimes I'm, as and as a mom, I'm better at that than, uh, than uh, I'm not as good as that as I, as I wish I were all the time, always reminding myself that. But um uh, you know, these 18 to 23 year olds keep you in line pretty, pretty good. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it is, you, there's just, there's just so much in life that you, I mean, I've, you know, learned from health and, and different problems and cancer certainly teaches you that you can't control everything. And, uh, you've got to, uh, you've got to do what you can do, control what you can control. And then you got to let the, let the rest go and, and come to peace with that. So, um, so that's what we're, we're working on. You know, this group is really, really tough on themselves. And I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think I, you know, I said to him, I go, you walk in the door here, of course you want to win. I don't think that that's a question. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have committed to play here and walked in these doors if you didn't want to be a part of a winning tradition. So, um, so we know that. So let's break it down and let's, let's not let us get overwhelmed. And, and cause if you sat there and work, man, you could really work yourself into some high anxiety and stress if you thought about it all the time. And, um, so, you know, you got to have fun. You got to laugh. You got to laugh at yourself and, and all that. So, you know, we're, we're, you know, one day at a time, we're, we're working on that. It sounds like the phrase is stop and smell the roses. I know I have to tell that to myself. Uh, you know, you can get bogged down by the details of your job, but step back and find the joy in your work and find the joy in what you do or in your girl's case, the game they play. Absolutely. 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 And, you know, we, you know, uh, we, you know, we like to uh, acknowledge, you know, the, the, the tough things that they face um, in life and, uh, and what it, the, you know, the expectations of a, of a student athlete and an elite athlete and a high performing uh, young person, but they're also, you know, 
I, we have a gratitude wall, which I really love. And so every day I'm like, okay, you know, and our, our gratitude wall is starting to grow. I, I tend, I, I have a little bit of an obsession with post-its, colored post-its, just, just ask my team. <laughs> and, um, and so, um, so I want that whole locker room by the end of the year and we're not taking anything down. And so, you know, there's days that are tough. Everybody has tough days, but man, you gotta, you have to focus on what you're grateful for and what you appreciate. And some days it just, you got to work really hard at finding that piece. And other days, everything's fantastic. And you're grateful for, you could list 20 things you're grateful for, but Mm -hmm. you know, some days you got to work at it. And, um, but generally speaking, we have it pretty darn good. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people would trade places with any of us and the great places we get to go and the, and the fun that we get to have doing it. Um, it's really a, uh, it's a fantastic, uh, experience, you know, for their college life. And something else you have, as you mentioned earlier, a team with great depth, uh, another one of your talented players, of course, uh, Grace Summerhays, a one-time top 20 national recruit, uh, who added a lot to your program last year. How cool is it for her? to get to play for the men's golf or for the women's golf team in Arizona state. And her brother Preston plays on the men's team right now for coach Matt Thurman. Gracie. I like to call her Gracie. Uh, she's awesome. She is a spitfire and we really needed a little bit of a kick last spring and we got it from grace. And, uh, she is, uh, she's a ton of fun. She's funny as anything. And she's just, an all-time competitor. I mean, she's she's been raised as a, to play golf as a male and uh, just tough as nails, and I love it. I just love it. And and Preston is awesome, and so it's they're you know good friends, and it's a lot of fun to watch. And I think that there's probably a little bit of competition there. Um, you know, I think that she would, I think that Grace would love for Preston to be referred to as Grace's brother more than uh, that's Preston's <laughs> sister. So I think she's trying to, to do her best to change that narrative a little bit. Like, I don't see how he likes being called it. Now he doesn't have a name. He's, you know, he's Grace's, Grace's brother. And so, um, yeah. so that's, you know, there's a, it's again, a high achieving family and a, you know, on both high achieving teams. And um, so, you know, the, the best we can do is to support both of them and, and, uh, I, but I think, I mean, I, Grace kind of has that chip on her shoulder, like always feels like she's got something to prove. And so, um, you know, I'm always trying to get her to, to, uh, be a little, a little easy on herself and it is a hundred percent self-inflicted and, uh, what, you know, she has a t- tremendous amount of goals and dreams and, um, and it's a lot of fun to watch, but I really want her to, uh, be her own uh, best friend and, and talk a little nicer to herself sometimes because I think she's so hard on herself. But uh, she's, a, she's a lot of fun. And, you know, Preston's kind of, Preston's, Preston's very sweet and, and, and kind of low-key. And, and uh, you know, and, and Grace just kind of comes flying around the corner like, what's up? What's wrong? What's going on? You know, she talks faster. She does everything faster than Preston. So it's, uh, I think she spent her life, you know, kind of, they're, so she graduated early. Uh, they are actually over a year apart, a year and a half apart. And um, so I think that probably from the time she hit the ground running uh, as a toddler, she's been running after chasing her brother and doing, trying to be as good as him at anything that he did. Now, one of the reasons why Missy has such great depth, the number one ranked recruiting class in the nation, uh, so designated by the Golf Channel, 
And let's uh, quickly talk about your three freshmen. You touched on them earlier, but Paula Schulz Hansen from Germany, the number two ranked recruit in the country. From Ireland, Beth Coulter is the seventh ranked recruit in the nation. And your third ranked recruit, who is from England, uh, Patience Rose, ranked, uh, Rhodes, ranked 21st nationally. Uh, boy, they, they bring so much more talent to your program. You know, they do. And uh, they're, they're a lot of, they really are. They're a lot of fun. There's just a lot of spunk on this team. And, and uh, um, in fact, I'm in my office and I can hear them outside playing ping pong. Uh, and I hear screams. So again, they're going to be competitive at anything. Um, so that's their break outside uh, playing ping pong right now. And it's probably what, you know, it's not, not chilly yet. So, um, yeah. but uh, this uh, formidable, formidable trio uh, is, have played all over the world and they have what, what they all have in common, although they were you know, I kind of joke they're my COVID class. I did; they did not get to visit, to make a visit to, before they chose ASU. But I'd had the opportunity to see everybody play, and there's just this um, there's this grittiness to them that I I really liked that I could really see in the golf course. That in addition to their scores and their performances and playing really well, they're just they're really tough cookies and. Um, they, you know, have not grown up with great facilities and uh, even a full driving range to practice at, except for Paula. And, um, you know, going to practice after long days of school and driving an hour to, you know, go practice from 4.30 to 5.30. And um, so there's a, there's a, they've had to work really hard to get where they are and a lot of sacrifice that has gone into that. And then to uproot themselves across, you know, the world and come over here to to play for Arizona State, um, they just there's a there's a unique quality about them that is really fun to watch, and um, it's it's exciting and fun, and it, it definitely is uh, blending, you know, um, moving on to the returners who are already tough and competitive and and all that, so. If anything, I've got to have, I've got to build in things where we're just, you know, doing something like getting our nails done or something, because again, they're out there playing mm -hmm. ping pong and somebody's trying to kill each other. So, um, <laughs> you know, we've got darts now. So that's the same thing. Who's winning at darts? Who's, win who's winning? Who's winning? Uh, we're all, you know, always competing, but that's a great, that's a great culture. It's a part of our culture. And that's where we, when you, when you, when you uh, live in that space, you know, it's about, um, it's, it's fun and, in anybody could win any week and they're all going to be happy for each other because they know next time around it could be their it could be their shot like i i really feel our number whoever's in the lineup to start the week at number five could win just as easily as whoever's at the, in the number one spot there is not a huge difference it just depends upon who's playing the golf course better who likes the course or maybe ashley's been on this course for you know played five tournaments on this course and someone it's their first go around and you know there's all kinds of different things that that affect uh, the uh, the outcome but um but they uh they are um they're a hard they're a fun group and and I think we're going to find ways to be competitive at anything that we do and boy I think you'd love to have that group in Scottsdale in the late May at the Greyhawk for the third consecutive year Arizona State and Greyhawk will host the NCAA men's and women's 
golf championships, that's been a great relationship between ASU and Greyhawk. And uh, do you think your team has that potential to be there and maybe even hoist a trophy at the end of that weekend? You know, my, my goal is, is, uh, you know, you've got to get to the top eight first. And I think that this team is very capable of that. And again, for us, getting through regionals is hard for everybody. And, and, uh, that's the big thing you get through regionals and then it's like, okay, let's just go finish top five in stroke play. I mean, Stanford is unequivocally the number one team in the country. They are extremely good and extremely deep, but once you hit stroke play, it is an equalizer like nothing else. And anything is possible. And especially if you believe anything's possible, which I do. And, and I've seen it happen. And, uh, I think that um, I would love to watch this team get out there. They, I tell you what, I don't think I've had. A, I don't think there's a team out there that's going to be more fun to watch in match play than this group because they're going to. They're kind of that step on your throat kind of kind of players that want to yeah. see how, you know, how many up can I be at the turn, you know. But that they they have that mentality across the board, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, you just want to have the opportunity and then go see what happens. Boy, it's going to be a fun team to follow this year. It sounds like great talent up and down the line. Uh, Missy, so great to catch up with you. All the best to you and your team this season. Thank you so much, Tim. Always great to get catch up with you and get to to, to talk about this uh, this fun, this amazing team we've got. Amazing it is, and uh, so is their head coach, Arizona State women's golf coach Missy Farke, our guest on this segment of the Anderson Healy Show. Coming up, you'll meet the new head coach of the Sun Devil softball team as Megan Bartlett will join us. But first, let's take a time out. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Have you heard of the new Hit the Jackpot promotion from the Arizona Lottery? Hit? Like my top 40 hit songs playlist? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, hit. Like how I was the star hitter in the office softball league. It's gone. No. Oh, like my hits in karate class. Hi-ya! No, like the new hit tickets from the Arizona Lottery that are loaded with 33 million in prizes and can be entered to win a progressive jackpot that grows up to $150,000. I'll enter today. Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. Off duty, offline, out of office. A cracked course light is our do not disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9 to 5, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill. Official corporate partner of Sun Devil Athletics. 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. It's now time for the official Game Time Munchies break with a cold, tasty brew from Lagunitas. When you're hungry from raising the pitchforks high, reach for the highly balanced Lagunitas IPA. It's wow with wings, perfection with pizza, and nearly unmatchable with nachos. Their IPA just goes with football food. We're proud to call them the official craft beer of Sun Devil Athletics. The Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Drink Lagunitas responsibly. 
Welcome back to the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network, along with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and Ray and I are glad you're with us this week. After coming within one game of advancing to the Women's College World Series in the spring of this year, Sun Devil softball went through a change in program leadership as a result of Coach Tricia Ford's decision to accept an offer to become the new head coach at Texas A&M. It didn't take Arizona State long to find Coach Ford's replacement. After five years as the head softball coach at Ball State University, and after spending the past two seasons as an assistant coach at the University of Texas, where she helped guide the Longhorns to the 2022 College World Series, Megan Bartlett was hired by Ray Anderson on June 22nd to become the new head softball coach here at ASU. And we are delighted to welcome Megan to Arizona State and to the Anderson Healy Show. Great to have you on board, Megan. Are you all settled in here yet? Thank you, Tim. Um, Slowly but surely, we're getting there. We bought a beautiful house in Tempe. Um, I have two little girls who are rock stars. Um, Definitely a product of Mommy Coach. Like, nope, Mommy coached the Chirp Chirps, and then she coached the Hook'em Horns. (laughs) And now we're Sun Devils, and they just jumped right into school. And um, But, yeah, my husband and I, we absolutely love it here. It's been a super happy fit. How old are your daughters? They're six and seven. Oh, wow. So we're busy. Well, I have, <laughs> I have a six-year-old granddaughter. Oh, I have a six-year-old granddaughter that probably would love to meet them sometime. Absolutely. Bring her out to the softball we... field. They're here all the time. There you go. Hey, what were the main factors that uh, led you to become a Sun Devil that brought you to Arizona State? What attracted you to this job? It's one of the absolute best softball jobs in the country, right? You have this amazing history and tradition, multiple national championships, um, a lot of strategic advantage. You can host preseason, postseason, gorgeous weather, um, and really – the ability to keep Jimmy Kalaitis um, on staff, the recruiting coordinator, um, and now the hitting coach. He's just one of the best in the game and someone that I have wanted to work with for years. So he's a good friend, and we kept Coach Kalaitis and then added the wonderful Jeremy Manley to coach the pitchers. And I basically got to put my dream staff together at Arizona State. What was your read on the culture of the program you inherited and the buy-in that you've received from your players? Because that's always a key factor when there's a coaching change. Absolutely. Well, you know, they played us pretty tough, actually, in Austin last spring. Uh, But it is definitely a sassy group, competitive, proud, love each other, love what they do. Uh, They understand culture and the value in it. And really, Ray Anderson does a wonderful job. Um, Ken Lanfear, Christina Wambacher, super grateful to them. I felt the kids were very much a product of their leadership um, and really inspiring those, right, those values and intangibles in the kids. So all the way around, I think it was an incredibly just happy fit. Um, yeah, I'm thrilled with this group. What's your overview of the roster that you've assembled for your first uh, season here? You as as is the case now, the transfer portal is a huge part of college athletics across the board, every sport. ASU lost some players to the portal this year, but you brought some in as well, some key returnees. What's your feel about the overall roster that you have assembled? Yeah, I'm excited. I think we're going to be able to compete. Of course, the big question mark with us was 
we lost a lot of the pitching staff, right, um, to random places all over the country in that transition. And the group we put together is talented, uh, feisty, dynamic, young. Uh, the interesting piece will be, while they're very talented, they're pretty untested at this point, right? So we have to really do our work, I think, um, building confidence on the mental side to make sure that they are prepared um, for the mental and emotional rigors. They can handle the physical rigors, right? Um, of what a, a softball season looks like at a really elite level. Uh, we're really happy about that. We have got some absolute, for what we lost offensively and we lost some great players, we have got some stars. <laughs> Still here, the wonderful Yanni Yacuna, Jazz Hill, J.R. Rollins, um, and really Marissa Schold, while she's going to you know throw a ton for us and she's the veteran on the pitching staff, um, she's a dynamic hitter too. So, you know, we've got some really, really strong pieces in place, especially up the middle of the field, which we're excited about. Well, Megan mentioned Yanni Acuna was the team's leading hitter last year, hitting 443. She was also named the NCAA's most improved player in 2022. Jazz Hill was your number two run producer last year at Arizona State, 54 RBIs to go with 15 home runs. And, of course, everyone remembers that Marissa Schold, who was a former Arizona Wildcat, through a perfect game against the Arizona Wildcats last March 27th. Those are some pretty good foundational players, aren't they, Megan? Absolutely. They provide great leadership. They have tons of experience. They know how to work and grind every day at this level. Um, and really, they're a pleasure to work with day in and day out. They really are. Who are some of the newcomers that you brought in that you think will be significant players and names that our fans and listeners should keep an ear out for this coming season? Yeah. Uh, Mac Osborne is a pitcher that we got from Virginia Tech. Um, really, she she just kind of got buried behind two very good pitchers, right? Um, Richard and Lemley at Virginia Tech. And the kid is excellent. She works upper 60s. She goes rise, drop, change. The curveball breaks the foot. I mean, she really... She's impressive. Two change-ups. I mean, she can pitch. I mean, and that was, you know, she's from Virginia, and she's a small-town kid. And the first call I had with her that she's like, I'm looking for a place and a group of people that I think can be super supportive of me, and I think I can do this at a really high level. And she was willing to, you know, move across the country and leave home to do it. Um, We're really excited about her. Kenzie Brown um, is another pitcher. Uh, transfer from the University of Tulsa, who I actually recruited um, and didn't get her. I lost her. You know, Tulsa was a top 25 program at the time, and I was heartbroken. And here we are um, three years later. And she's another one, throws a beautiful low rise, little bit of a drop, um, cutter and change. And she she can, she can throws for a pretty hot clip too, right? So mm-hmm. the low rise is something to contend with, and we're excited. And then we've got a freshman who is – going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, Kylie McGee is outstanding, and she is, I think, going to have just a really wonderful career at Arizona State, but she's another one, throws for great velocity, um, great rise, great curve, uh, really good changeup, and she's she's quite talented, um, and Feisty and her teammates love her. And so we, we have some really cool pieces in the mix. Um, yeah, I, there's 11 new ones, so I feel like I would be talking for 40 minutes. Deborah <laughs> <laughs> Jones is another nope. one. She, yeah, yeah, our, our down baller. Um, she's, you know, can throw multiple off-speed pitches, very good drop ball, very good cutter. 
um, can kind of spin it up when she needs to. I coached her her freshman year at Ball State, actually. So Deb's is such a cool story. Um, you know, she had decided Ball State really wasn't the place for her a, a month before I had gotten this job. And she was kind of getting, she was on the, the transfer portal wagon, right? That she was visiting Big Ten schools and SEC schools and kind of the echelon. Um, and actually, the minute I got the job, I shot a phone call um, and, you know, was like, Debs, I got the job. You're moving to Tempe. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm totally moving to Tempe. She's like, when do I tell this person? Like, she had just landed at an SEC school. <laughs> I was like, wow. I don't know the answer to that. Um, but she committed sight unseen and packed her stuff. And her and her mom drove across the country two weeks later. So I love that, right? That was a family that a lot of love and trust and loyalty there. And she's going to be such a fun addition you know, to the crew as well. So um, Gianna, one of our catchers, she's a fifth-year transfer from BC. She handles – she just works behind the dish beautifully. Big arm, beautiful receiver, um, creates a really nice rapport with her pitching staff and um, he is going to be another Arizona state, something about those unsung heroes behind the plate. You know, Jesse mm-hmm. Puck was great back there a year ago. Um, and Gianna, I think fills those shoes nicely. We added a couple infielders, um, the Nicholson sisters. We now have two sets of sisters actually, um, because Yanni Acuna's little sister, Yaya um, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. right now. And she is a wonderful little talent with great speed and, so that's another, I think, fun part of this particular team. Um, I don't know in the past seasons, there was tons of speed to go around, especially off the bench when you really needed it. Um, you know, and Kaylin, another one of the freshmen, I mean, those kids can move. You know, Kaylin might be fast enough to steal on almost anybody in the country, any catcher in the country. So I love that piece, right, that we're going to put a high value on run production any way we can, taking the next base, being able to steal bases, turning singles into doubles. And that's, it's going to be fast softball. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Your speed sounds like it's going to be a huge attribute for your team this year. So we've heard about the team a little bit. Let's uh, for our listeners and viewers, let's do a little get to know you with uh, Megan Bartlett for openers. Megan is a 2005 (laughs) graduate of the university of Notre Dame where she was an outstanding softball player from 02 to 05. In fact, the Irish, I think, won four Big East championships during her time there. And she also became just, as, as I my spies have told me, the third, only the third native of the state of Indiana to become a captain of the Notre Dame softball team. How did you come to play at uh, Notre Dame? And uh, I know I've been there a couple of times, and I'm Irish Catholic, so it is as special a place as everyone says, isn't it? It is. I'm Catholic too, so that kind of answers the question. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in Southern Indiana, and I was a Midwest girl, and I had the the opportunity to play a lot of different places in the Midwest and the South. And at the time, you know, Deanna Gump, who has now been there for I'm not going to say how many seasons because then everybody would know how old I am. Uh, but Deanna Gump was the longtime coach there, and she was one of the assistants that recruited me there. Um, the wonderful Liz Miller was the head coach at the time um, who built it into a top 10 program and was just such a wonderful lady. So there was such an immediate connection with the two of them. And then, um, you know, stepped on campus and I was done. Got chills during the fight song, you know, out on the football field and there we were. So 
yeah, I had I had an incredible college experience. It definitely, you know, years later, I started to understand like this was very much my why and my passion for what I do. I had such an exceptional college experience. It just became something ingrained into my subconscious about wanting to pay it forward. Um, yeah. That's a great story. And uh, I understand that uh, in, a being, in addition to being a softball coach, you're also a licensed attorney in the state of Illinois, <laughs> having received your Juris Doctor degree from Northern Illinois, where you coached as an assistant in 2012. How did you morph from a career in law to a career doing what you're doing now? Goodness. Well, that's a great question. Um, so I did, I got that law degree to be fair with the intention of possibly being an SWA or an athletic director. I didn't, um, I never intended <laughs> to practice law in the traditional sense. Um, very grateful to Northern Illinois and the wonderful Lindsay Chenard, um, who really made that a reality because it was an incredibly crazy four years, I can tell you, back and forth between the law library and a batting cage and taking recruiting calls while I was studying for exams. And um, I was just around wonderful people that I had incredible support. Um, but really, at that point, I was pretty exhausted. Um, and I am now married to my college sweetheart, Mike, and he was finishing his hockey career. So I actually decided I was going to be done coaching and we moved um, to Austria where he you know, played a hockey season. And then we came home for the summer. I did practice law for one summer. It wasn't for me. <laughs> it was too much. I need you to be in court at this time. And I need you to do this and that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. No, um, too much sitting behind a computer and all the things. Um, but I did work for the most wonderful softball dad. Um, so I have to give a shout out to Mike Canuli because I feel like he taught me so much in the one summer I was with him about life and law and all the things in between. But it was not for me. So then we went back to Denmark for another hockey season. And then when we came home, I was pregnant with Vivian. Um, but I really missed, I missed coaching. And I, I don't even know that I, I'm good at the X's and O's, right? Understanding offensive production, um, the swing and all the elements of those things. But I missed that, that connection, that mentoring role um, with young women. I think it's, it's important. And I, it was something that became so much a part of who I was and something I value. And it's my favorite part of the job, the relationships, the recruiting, just, you know, the ability to really impact people's lives. Um, Cause when we were overseas, I was still part of a team, right. A very different facet. And I wasn't the one calling the shots anymore. Um, but definitely when you're overseas and don't speak the language, your group, of, you know, imports as they called them, you know, the other, Swedish people or American families that you're over there with, not, you know, um, become your family. And you have to figure stuff out and you band together and definitely creates this element of teamwork. But um, I, I, I very much miss coaching. So jumped back in, got an assistant job in the Big Ten, and a year later, Ball State called, and the story has written itself. But I did. I tried to get out of the sport a couple times, and I decided I didn't want to do law. So we were all over the place until I landed on um, actually being a full-time career coach. <laughs> well, Ball State, it was a very good tenure for you there from 2016 to 20, three straight 30-win seasons in the last three non-COVID years you coached there. What were some of the main things you learned from that experience that you think will help you as you take over the Arizona State program? Yeah, culture is everything. Um, who you surround yourself with, 
is the, the absolute key to success. And I think I was so blessed um, in the people that I got to work with at Ball State. Jeremy Manley was actually one of, you know, I had two pitching coaches while I was there. The wonderful Josh Johnson um, taught me a ton about systems and processes and recruiting. He had worked with Mike Latif at UL, um, who was also an attorney, oddly enough, um, and someone who was just kind of a next level thinker in our game. And then he's moved on, you know, he's at Mississippi State, he's a pitching coach in the SEC, and then got to work with Jeremy. Becca Mueller, who's actually the hitting coach and recruiting coordinator at Cal. So we will see Becca later this spring. Um, and then Mitch Roberts is now a head coach. So, you know, I think living your values every day, and I don't know that we're perfect, but we try to support, love, encourage, build young women up into these confident, decisive humans Um and, you know, I have two little girls, so some of it is – it all blends together, right? A lot of it's coaching, mm-hmm. some of it's parenting, but at the same it – all, it all comes back to valuing people and um, being very protective of this experience and this, this place in their life. So I think I had, I had such wonderful leadership. Karen Lee, who's now the deputy AD at Alabama, was my boss at Ball State. And she is so calm and she is so patient. She's so intelligent, really kind. And I think a lot of my, you know, the first time you're a head coach, your head's spinning so far off your body. I don't think anybody acts right in that first year. Um, But after that, I feel like I I took on a lot of those values and kind of her aura. Um, And it, it just worked really, really well. I'm someone that's shoulder to shoulder with my players. I don't talk at people. Um, I believe in the power of communication and conversation. So I think what Ball State and that experience and a lot of wins taught me was to double down on the human elements. I'm always going to be around smart people. We're going to get the softball pieces right. We're going to be prepared. We're going to have an amazing game plan. Um, we'll be thoughtful about our recruiting. But in, in this experience and this moment, to get this really right and be a championship legacy year in and year out program, um, you have to have a tight knit group that values each other and their relationships with one another the right way. That's great insight indeed. And uh, right now, Megan's team is in the midst of its uh, fall season. In fact, the Sun Devils uh, have their first fall game this coming Friday, September 30th, against South Mountain Community College. And come February, Megan, you'll embark on Arizona State's defensive. It's uh, 2022. Pac-12 championship. What are your goals, your expectations for your first Sun Devil team? The first Sun Devil team is extremely talented, um, but I think we need to put a really heavy value on culture and process, right? They need to not, they're going to hit a ton of home runs. They don't need to worry about that. Um, Pick a good pitch, be on time, be on plane. So we're trying to keep them really present. Um, I don't know that ever worrying about results and expectations has served Definitely not a baseball or softball team very well, right? Um, we, we have to keep them mindful, intentful, present, pitch to pitch, and that's what we're going to worry about. You know, it's okay to put into the universe the things you want, right? We want to win a pack title. We want to finish the season in Oklahoma City. Um, but once we own those things and we're working the right way to achieve them, then we need to not worry about them. Um, and again, just take it day by day and do things the right way 
treat people the right way and do things the way we're capable. And if this group just worries about that on a day-to-day basis, the rest of it's going to take care of itself. Well, it is terrific to have you as part of the Sun Devil Athletics family, Megan. Really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, Thanks for being with us. Uh, Looking forward to meeting you in person sometime soon. And we wish you and your team great success uh, this year at Arizona State. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Great to visit with Sun Devil softball coach Megan Bartlett, our guest this week on the Anderson Healy Show. Ray will rejoin me for the final segment of this week's show in just a moment. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Have you heard of the new Hit the Jackpot promotion from the Arizona Lottery? Hit? Like my top 40 hit songs playlist? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Oh, hit. Like how I was the star hitter in the office softball league. It's gone. No. Oh, like my hits in karate class. Hi-ya! No, like the new hit tickets from the Arizona Lottery that are loaded with 33 million in prizes and can be entered to win a progressive jackpot that grows up to $150,000. I'll enter today. Tempe is the place to be to catch the excitement of ASU sports. Before and after the game, Sun Devil fans can enjoy the sunny weather while paddleboarding or kayaking at Tempe Town Lake, hiking around Papago Park, dining on a patio on Mill Avenue, or enjoying a local brew while relaxing poolside at one of our great hotels. The next time you plan to catch a game at ASU, plan to play and stay in Tempe. To learn more, go to www.tempetourism.com. We'll see you in Tempe. Leadership, teamwork, sacrifice, putting life's lessons before yourself. This is Arizona State Football 2022. It's not just a point in time. ASU is part of my life. That's what makes the wins and losses personal. Down the far sideline, and DJ Taylor is going to take the opening kickoff. I'm Tim Hovick, and it's football season in the desert. We are Santan Ford. Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, and better with so much more to offer. Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. Well, here we are heading down the home stretch of this week's installment of the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil Athletics. Glad you joined us this week. Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson rejoins me now for our final segment, which we begin with some puck. How about some puck talk? An historic season of Sun Devil ice hockey is about to get underway and will get underway this coming weekend as the Arizona State Ice Devils open things up with games at 5th-ranked Minnesota Duluth. This coming Saturday, October 1st, the puck will drop at 4 p.m. Arizona time, and then Sunday, October 2nd, at 2 p.m. Coach Greg Powers' squad will play its first four games of the season on the road before their much-anticipated home opener and the first-ever game played at ASU's brand-new Mullet Arena when ASU hosts Colgate on Friday evening 
October 14th. Can't wait for that one, Ray. But four big season opening games come first for the Sun Devils starting this weekend at fifth-ranked Minnesota Duluth. Yes, I'm telling you, Greg Powers and this men's hockey team is uh, uh, really, really gearing up, and they're they're all excited about coming home and and opening up our brand-new arena here. Uh, But before that happens, uh, we're getting on the road for four really good contests. Uh, But they're excited, man. We can't wait to get the hockey season underway. Uh, And very frankly, we can't wait to uh, host people in our new home arena uh, the, the mullet arena. Uh, I was just over there today doing a walkthrough, uh, with president Crow and some others. And I'm telling you, it's, you've, you've been there, you've seen it. Uh, it's, it's going to be a spectacular venue for a lot of reasons, uh, but primarily for this men's hockey team. Uh, and we're, we're looking forward to hosting Colgate, uh, on the, uh, weekend of the uh, 14th and 15th of October. That's two and a half weeks away, man. It's coming fast, and we're loving it. Boy, that construction just seemed to go down in a heartbeat, and uh, here we are almost ready to open the new arena. And, of course, the Arizona Coyotes, uh, the National Hockey League season will start in uh, October, and they'll have their first games, I think, later in the month uh, at uh, the uh, new home for the Coyotes for the next three years and Arizona State's permanent ice hockey home mullet arena by the way the ice devils uh, after playing in the state of minnesota this week they're heading back there again next weekend they'll take on bemidji state on friday and saturday october 7th and 8th before that historic home and arena opener on october 14th friday october 14th against colgate sun devil volleyball split its first two pac-12 matches of the season last week asu with a huge three sets to one Territorial Cup win over the University of Arizona last Wednesday night down at McHale Center in Tucson. The Devils then followed that up with a disappointing offensive performance on Sunday as they were swept 3-0 by Colorado in Boulder. This week, Coach Sonia Tomasevich's team will finally wrap up its streak of five consecutive weekends playing away from home as the Sun Devils visit 21st-ranked Oregon this Friday, September 30th, 6 p.m. in Eugene, followed by a Sunday 12 noon date, Ray, against the Oregon State Beavers. Yes, it's been a long road trip for uh, Sanja and our women's team, but uh, they did it by design because they wanted to play tough, tough early competition. And so you had to go on the road to figure that out. So. Uh, it'd be nice to get them back home here uh, after this weekend, uh, Tim. Uh, good start to the season. Beating the U of A, of course, for half of our territory, Cup Point, uh, is always a good thing. And then, you know, a little bit of a letdown up at Colorado. Uh, but they've had a long road, but they're coming uh, to play. And it will be uh, fun to see them play this weekend and then get on back home. After five weeks and 13 straight matches on the road, the Devils will finally return home to host UCLA Friday, October 7th at Desert Financial Arena. Sun Devil Cross Country is back in competition this Friday, September 30th, as they will be competing in the Dave Murray Invitational, hosted by the University of Arizona down in Tucson. Coach Ryan Godfrey had a solid debut as Sun Devil Cross Country head coach. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, the Sun Devil men finishing in eighth place and uh, ASU's Vinnie Mari winning the 8K men's competition at the UC Riverside Invitational in Riverside, California, while the Sun Devil women placed 20th in that event. And 
Ray, they'll be looking to build on that momentum uh, when they head down to Tucson for the Dave Murray Invitational this weekend. Yes, they will. A uh, good start for Coach Godfrey, uh, particularly when you have your your uh, premier Warner, uh, Maury, win the men's division. Uh, a lot of quality runners in a quality race, so that was good. And the women finished 20th, so it would be nice to get down to Tucson uh, and keep that momentum going up. Uh, but Coach Ryan's off to a good start. By the way, the Dave Murray Invitational in Tucson will be cross-country's final competition prior to the Pac-12 Championships, which will be contested in Riverside, California, on Friday, October 28th. Both Sun Devil tennis programs, men's and women's, are competing in tournaments this coming week. The Sun Devil men are in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for the Albuquerque ITF 15K event as well as the ITA All-American event in Tulsa, Oklahoma, from October 1st through the 9th. The Sun Devil women, meanwhile, will be playing in an ITF event in Austin, Texas. They are there this week and will compete through this coming Sunday, October 2nd. A busy week, Murray, for uh, both tennis squads a week away from home. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, we're having the discussion. A lot of folks don't realize that tennis is actually the fall and the spring. Uh, A lot of folks just think it's the spring, but we're out uh, traveling and competing big time uh, with tennis men's and women in the fall. And so uh, they're out and about. uh, And, you know, we've got two very strong teams. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this tennis program in both the fall and the spring, Tim. And finally, a reminder to circle the date of Friday, October 21st on your Sun Devil calendars and Head over that night to Sun Angel Stadium on the Arizona State campus to get your first glimpse of the ASU men's and women's basketball teams. Coach Bobby Hurley's men's squad and the ASU women of first-year head coach Natasha Adair will take part in Moonlit Madness that evening at the home of ASU's track and field programs. The men and women will compete in skills competitions as well as three-point and dunk contests and the event is free of charge. It'll start at approximately 9.45 p.m. on that Friday evening or immediately following Sun Devil Hockey's home game that night against Colorado College at adjoining uh, Mullet Arena, whichever comes first. But it should be a fun night of hoops, Ray, at Sun Angel Stadium on October 21st. Yes, and this uh, uh, moonlit madness, the idea of doing it uh, in conjunction right after a hockey game, Going to set the uh, basketball court out there on the literally uh, in and around the track area. So there'll be seating and there'll be uh, areas to just wander around and get up close and personal. Uh, But it should be fun. Uh, And hopefully it's going to be a beautiful evening. It's free of charge. uh, And we're hoping folks will come out in droves. Should be a great evening, Tim. And in case you don't know, Sun Angel Stadium is located near the intersection of 6th Street and Packer Drive on the Arizona State campus. It's adjacent to the Mullet Arena and the former home of ASU Baseball, Packard Stadium. Well, that'll do it for this week's show. Some thank yous before we leave. First, as always, we want to thank our new show producer, ASU Senior Associate Athletic Director Doug Tamaro for his help. Thanks also to Liesl Babica and Connor Smith from the ASU Media Relations Department for their assistance as well. We thank our terrific engineer producer from the Sun Devil Radio Network, Sean Crespin. And thanks to our show scheduler, Kim Nelson, 
from Sun Devil Athletics, Kim on the men from hip replacement surgery, and we wish her a continued speedy recovery. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Anderson Healy Show, and we hope you'll join us. Ray, always good to visit with you. Have a good week, my friend, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Tim. Always a pleasure, and uh, uh, we like to uh, greet our folks uh, uh, heartily and then uh, say goodbye by going, Go Devils! Go Devils! Till next time, for Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for joining us on the Anderson Healy Show. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils' preferred home energy technology company. Hey, Sun Devil fans, college football is back. So grab your friends in a cold, refreshing Dos Equis lager and make the most out of game day. Dos Equis is the one to score for your tailgate, at the bar, or even watching with your friend who went to that other school. So buy a cold, crisp Dos Equis and get those forks up on game day. Dos Equis, proud partner of the Arizona State Sun Devils. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2022. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. It takes hard work to be the best in the game. Planning, commitment, resilience, sweat. That's why Old Dominion Freight Line, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. Old Dominion Freight Line, official freight carrier of Sun Devil Athletics, helping the world keep promises. If you plan on flying on or after May 3rd, 2023, make sure you have the new Arizona Travel ID to get you past TSA security checkpoints. This credential shows a gold star in the upper right corner and is available to Arizona residents as a driver's license or an ID card. Don't risk a missed flight on or after next May 3rd. Log on to aztravelid.com for a list of qualifying documents you'll need to get your travel ID today. Vibe Check. A free afternoon on a Friday. Vibe. The party after the after party. Vibe. 3 a.m. text from your ex. No vibe. A hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C. Big vibe. Vizzy is a vibe. Celebrate responsibly. 2022 Wilson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, flavored beer.